0: Life in the fast lane. We're living life in the fast lane. Living life in the fast lane. Go and lose your brain brain. Hey, what is up, guys? This is Justice Grodhausen, aka Toast here with the Toasty Takes podcast, where we improve your mind one slice at a time, where we focus on motivation, inspiration, and mindfulness. Welcome to episode 15 today, guys. I have a very special guest today. Uh, she grew up in Cameron, Wisconsin, where she was all-conference basketball player for four years in a row, an all-state basketball player for three years in a row, and she scored over 2,300 career points while she was a Cameron Comet. After that, she went on to play her college basketball in South Carolina at the University of Wathard, a Division I college where she earned... All freshman honors, and she also earned a second team all conference and first team all conference twice. Uh, she was also on the point guard watch list for 2020, and she was also third in the nation in three point shooting percentage in 2020, shooting a scorching 47.4 percent. Okay, she also scored a career, uh, she also scored 1700 career points here at Wofford, and then In 2022 through 2023, she went overseas and played at Iceland, uh, where she played semi-pro basketball, averaged 29 points a game, and we would just like to uh, welcome our guest, Chloe Wannick, to the podcast today, so I really hope you guys enjoy. So yeah, welcome to the show, Toasty Takes. We have the one and only Chloe Wannick here on the show with us today. Chloe, how is it going?
1: Pretty good. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So Chloe and I were talking before this and she has some awesome, awesome fun plans today to go to go do a basketball camp. Uh, where again? Schwammigan. Up in up in the northwoods a little bit. Um, but yeah guys, so like we have a really awesome opportunity to have Chloe on the show today, and not many times do you get to have a former Division I athlete and I'll just say, would you say semi pro, pro? Yeah, semi pro athlete uh, on the show. So I'm hoping that you guys give this a listen, and hopefully you guys can learn something from it. But if you guys didn't get the chance to watch Chloe in high school, she was a dog when it came to basketball over at uh oh Cameron was it Com- comets Cameron yes. Comets yes. yeah. So let's just start off with that. So how did you? basically how did you like come to love the game of basketball if that's not too hard of a question
1: yeah no it's actually kind of funny because so i think i started playing when i was in second grade um i actually loved playing soccer first that was kind of my first love and you were my, a soccer kid yeah my dad loved playing basketball and um i don't know i just had this like was like i'm not gonna play basketball my dad loves it i'm not gonna do it and my mom was like, just give it give it a chance just for him. So, gave it a shot. Loved it. Kind of, the rest the is rest history. The rest is history? Yeah. So,
0: like, when did you, like, so like I said, like, and I'm sure you guys heard in the intro, she's a stud basketball player, but when did you, like, actually figure out that, okay, I might be kind of good at this basketball thing?
1: Hmm. I think probably, like, fifth grade. Mm. Fifth grade was wow. when we first kind of had our organized basketball league. Um, that summer I played my first year of AAU. And in sixth grade, I remember telling my dad that I wanted to get a scholarship to play basketball. So,
0: so that, so that dream for you started like when you were that young in sixth grade.
1: Yeah. It was a dream to play for Notre Dame. Didn't happen, (laughs) but it was good.
0: That's okay. I mean, you still went and played division one at Wofford, which I jokingly say is in Indiana. (laughs) It's an inside joke for you guys that don't know, but, um, so, like, to be a sixth grader and to have that idea, because, like, I'm sure many of us as, as kids, you know, young kids especially, are like, I want to go play pro when I'm older. I, I want to go to this college or that college. Like, I know when I was in high school, my freshman year, I was like, I want to go play baseball at Cal State Fullerton. And I ended up playing Division three football at Stevens Point, which I loved, by the way. I learned a lot. I didn't play a lot, but I still learned a lot. And I think that's why I got into coaching. But, like, What did you, I guess, as a sixth grader, like, that's really, that's kind of, like, hard to do. Like, so how did you, like, get on the path of making that dream successful, Mm -hmm. I guess?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you bring a a good point. Because I feel like it wasn't until maybe that next year or eighth grade where I kind of realized, okay, this is going to be a lot harder (laughs) than just (laughs) saying I want to go to Notre Dame. Like, there's a lot more. Like, I really got to work on my game, get the attention of these college coaches Um, I just know when I told my dad, my dad was probably my biggest, um, like coach at home. So he was like, if you really want to do this, then we got to be putting in the time. Um, I live on a dead end road, so I have a really nice like Mm -hmm. turnaround asphalt. So that's kind of where I did all of my practicing, um, getting out there for hours every day, got into doing, did a lot of competitions growing up. I did the you know, free throw contest, pump, pass, and kick contest. Ooh, so that swing think, the old
0: football around.
1: Yeah, it wasn't too shabby. It <laughs> wasn't too shabby. Um, so did that. So, I mean, that helped with, like, pressure situations and whatnot. You know, my dad was like, hey, why don't we start doing push-ups every other day? Doing stuff like that. Um, I think the biggest thing that he came up with was we knew I wasn't going to be the tallest one. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, what can we do to make you stand out? How men? tall are you? Five six. I'm that's gonna get myself. That's not too bad. Yeah, I mean D1 level though. It's usually I found out quick on those scouting tournament, you know, whatever that they're definitely gonna take if you're taller. Mm-hmm. If you're five ten and a guard, that's like a one for them. Um, But, so we had to find something that was going to make me stand out, and my dad thought that was going to be the mid-range game. I think a lot of people either go to the hole or go go to three to shoot the three. Um, So developing that mid-range jump shot kind of became my signature. And even playing in college, I don't think there were many girls in our conference who did that. So that really helped me get those shots over those taller girls, make me stand out. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so something you mentioned there is like, so this happened about like 7th 8th grade you said? Yeah. Okay, so you're if we want to go back in time, you're a 7th grader, 8th grade, so a like 12-year-old, 13-year-old girl. Yeah. And you're sitting out there on your asphalt driveway practicing for like mm-hmm. hours a day. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I don't like so like like you said earlier, I think a lot of people say they want to do things, but like do their actions match what they want you know it's really easy to say i want to do this but do you do what you have to do to do that right and that's really cool to hear that a seventh grader was doing that at the time but i also think that shows uh if you want to take your game to that level and be that successful you have to do that like there's no and that's some of the things you know i tell some of the kids that i work with is if you want to get to that level there's no off there's no off days it's like It doesn't mean you have to go out and maybe dribble every day, but did you mm-hmm. do something today to make your game better? Right. Whether it was physical, whether it was mental, or, you know, watching tape. I don't know if, when you started watching mm-hmm. tape or not, but um, that's really cool mm-hmm. to hear. And especially, like I said, especially being like such a young person, because I feel like almost for me personally, I feel like if you get to junior, senior year and then you decide you want to do that, it's almost too late at least for some kids, unless yeah. the ability's there. Unless you're crazy,
1: crazy unless athletic.
0: Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah. so what you're saying is, very important lesson here, it doesn't just click.
1: Right, yeah, you, no. There wasn't
0: a f- switch you could just turn on and said, okay, I'm a great basketball player, no.
1: Yeah, I think when I look back to that first year of playing AAU, I mean, it was, um, it was for a guy who kind of went around northern Wisconsin kind of reached out to a few families that he noticed, like, hey, their daughter stands out. So I'm on a team where maybe all the other girls are the best at their mm-hmm. school, too. And I quickly realized that I was not the best one on this AAU team. And I think that also kind of sparked some drive in me. I'm a very competitive person and a perfectionist at heart, mm. <laughs> which gets me in trouble sometimes. But I like to be the best. Um, So quickly, a few years later, I think I definitely worked hard enough in surpassed some of those girls but they were all great
0: well that's also very that was probably a very humbling experience too yes like i it's very easy to sometimes well i won't say it's easy to be the best athlete at your school but i feel like sometimes if you are one of the better athletes at your school it's really easy to get caught up in your ego sometimes yeah if that makes sense it's just like if i'm the best here then i'm the best anywhere right and sometimes like Like you just said, like, that's really good because then it shows you, hey, I'm not the best, but it gives you more, let's say, fuel Mm -hmm. or passion to maybe excel um, or, like, try and progress your game, per se. Um, So, yeah, like, your first year AAU, how did that go?
1: It was rough. I remember... (laughs) I remember shooting on the wrong basket a couple of times. Um, our coach was very much of a screamer.
0: Wait, you mean the Chloe Wanick shot on the wrong I know, basket?
1: I know. I was that rattled. You
0: <laughs> hear that, guys? Even some of the best make mistakes. It's okay. Yes,
1: still to this day. Um, but, yeah, it was a good experience. That AAU, It was tough. He was a tough coach to play for. Um, practices were hard. I mean, no joke, there were days... We were doing a thousand push-ups in practice because it was, you make a mistake, go to a hundred push-ups. So there'd be times where all of us are just on the side, just pumping out push-ups, crunches, whatever. Uh, but, I mean, we learned a lot. I mean, accountability, responsibility, aiming for that um, precision or perfection. He was very, you know, because I think it's easy when you're doing the same drills over and over or, you know, it's not a game just to get complacent with, yeah. you know, three man weave, whatever you're yep. just doing, whatever, but no, he challenged us, you know, <clears throat> you dropped the ball. You got all three of you guys are doing pushups. You know, if you don't get it in three passes, if it's more than three passes, if you miss the layup, like we had to be perfect, even at a young age. I mean, that was fifth, sixth grade. And I had to make the decision of if I wanted to stay with that AAU team or some of my Cameron friends were making their own and I knew with the goals I had that staying with him was going to help me reach them, even though it was a tough decision not to play with my friends. and
0: So it sucked at the time, yeah. but you knew you were setting yourself up for success in the for future. For sure. It paid off. Yeah, and that's like something. So for those of you guys that don't know, you're going to be working at Cameron School District, right, mm-hmm. as counselor? Yes. Okay, so... And I can speak off of this with experience a little bit. I'm sure you've worked with kids, too, is especially nowadays, it's really hard for people to sacrifice short-term satisfaction for, like, long-term gain. Mm -hmm. Like, it sucks right now, but if I do it right now, it'll help me in the future. Like, a lot of, at least me working with kids, a lot of kids don't think like that nowadays. And I think if you really want to be successful, even as a person, like you have to think like that. Like, how can I set myself up for success in the future? Even if it sucks right now. Right. It's like, I'm sure you get it. like, I really don't like working out in the mornings, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm getting better. at like, I do. I'm starting to enjoy it a little more, but yeah. you know, it's better than being 20 years down the road and being a big fat dude who can't move. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, no, that's really refreshing to hear. So we'll move on past AAU and now I now I want to yeah. talk about high school basketball. Okay. Because like like I said that's where that's where I got to watch you play and I'm sure that's where a lot of other people were exposed mm-hmm. to your game and like wow, like this this kid's something special. Okay? And I'm not trying to like boost the ego <laughs> or anything, but you were a really good player and what was that? All-state 3 years? Yeah. Other yeah. than so like just your freshman year you weren't all-state, I I'm assuming, so. but like yeah. over it was 2,394 career points. Yeah. Yep. Like I remember that. the yeah. number off the top oh, of my head. Thanks. I looked at thanks. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, let's talk a little bit about high school because I think for the at least the students or athletes who listen to this podcast, it's maybe like the age range they're in. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about did you guys ever win a state championship?
1: No. We lost. I'm sorry. That's a little bit of a day. It is. We lost in the sectional final twice mm-hmm. my last two years so we never got to make it to state okay so that was tough
0: um so that that's kind of what i, I want to talk about so okay. a the first thing is like in high school what did you have to do So, like we already talked about when you're in middle school like kind of mm. setting yourself up for success but it's not like you got to high school and you just stopped like things just right. came like what did did you have to work harder when you got into high school like what did your maybe like routine look like or your preparation like how did that work as a high school athlete for you specifically specifically because you had that such that big goal in your mind of what you want to do in college so how'd that work
1: yeah kind of. so i mean i knew i wanted to make varsity as a freshman um and i think the biggest thing for me was realizing that okay hey i'm not going to be playing with just the girls in my grade anymore like i'm playing with girls who are now sophomores juniors and probably seniors. Um, So I mean, three, four years makes a huge difference in just how the body grows and strength and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of when I started weightlifting more was probably in high school, Um, just getting up extra shots. I mean, I was always staying after practice to get shots in. Um, Yeah, continuing to shoot outside in the driveway, just um, building those relationships with the older girls. I was really lucky to have... Um, it was probably the senior class at the time that was mainly made up the varsity teams and they were very welcoming to me, which isn't always the case. I think when mm-hmm. you have younger girls getting on those varsity squads. Um, so I mean that made a huge difference just that they were willing to accept me and understood that I was going to help them win more games. Cause I think Cameron kind of struggled before my class got there. Um, we had a very successful stunt for four years. Um, But, yeah, they were very welcoming and just putting in that extra time.
0: Well, and that's something I've kind of noticed, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not a woman. (laughs) Um, But I've noticed personally in my experiences with students or athletes that sometimes it's a little different when a boy is brought up for a varsity sport than maybe like a girl is Mm -hmm. because I don't know if that's just because girls think differently or guys are just indifferent about it. Or, I don't know, but in my experience, it just feels like sometimes as a freshman girl athlete, it's a lot harder to acclimate to the older girls than maybe it is for a freshman boy. Mm-hmm. Because um, I was a I was that freshman boy for baseball and a little bit for basketball, but I didn't really have any issues with the seniors. But do you maybe like have a reason why that might be? Like Is that just mm-hmm. because... Is maybe that's just (laughs) something that's too complicated because women are complicated? like.
1: I don't know. I mean, it even... I don't even think it's just like when you're younger with older girls. I think it's just the whole time. I think there just tends to be sometimes drama.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I can see that. When you're a
1: high school girl. And honestly, it doesn't stop at high school. I had that experience going into college. I just think sometimes... I don't want to speak for everyone, Mm -hmm. but... um, I think sometimes as girls and women, we tend to take things a little more personally. So when we're getting competitive in practice, knocking each other down, it's, hey, why are you doing that? Whereas with guys, it turns into, I think, more of a competitive, mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm not going to let him get by me on yeah. defense. Where
0: It's hard to, like, yeah. draw that line. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so, like, if you were, like, really competitive or tough in, with me in practice, like, I might view that as, like, as a dude, like... Okay, whatever. Yeah. Like maybe as like a girl you might look into it a little more. Yeah. Like if you're especially if you're friends with someone, like I don't know how that works. And I
1: think like having that AAU coach and getting yelled at quite Mm -hmm. often, that really toughened me. Um, where, Mm -hmm. you know, coaches yelling at you, my dad is a coach yelling at me like that didn't phase me. But with some of my teammates getting, you know, corrected and told, Hey, you did that wrong or Mm -hmm. even maybe getting yelled at a little bit, like that really sometimes hurt them and it was hard for them to bounce back. Um, so I think those were probably just the biggest challenges as females.
0: Yeah, no, that's okay. And I mean, so basically what I gathered from that is you need to be mentally tough.
1: Yeah, that's a huge thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: no, I, I mean, so like being former athletes, I mean, I'm sure you could still smoke me in a game of basketball or whatever. But um, <laughs> I think you could. <laughs> I mean, I got the height, but do have the, height. the shot sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> I'd probably be better off shooting underhand. But um, shoot, where was I going with that? Oh, being mentally tough. Like, I think we can both agree as athletes that that's probably one of the biggest things if you want to be successful is you have to be able to handle adversity. Did you have any adversity throughout high school that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I would say my biggest thing in high school was when I... Just began my sophomore year, Mm -hmm. I had committed, verbally committed to NDSU. They offered me a scholarship. Um, Then in April of my junior year of high school, they had a coaching change, and the new coach decided not to honor my verbal commitment and pulled my scholarship. So that was tough, just because for those that know kind of like the AAU circuit, you... um, usually your last year of playing AAU is that summer before your senior year mm-hmm. and a lot of times schools are already you know they already know who their freshman class is going to be um, so I was kind of put in a tough spot because I had kind of ignored those letters that I had gotten from other colleges of you know interest of watching you know saying hey I'm honoring my verbal commitment so it was sending out a lot of emails um, and kind of all that pressure and stress knowing I only had one summer left to really pursue that dream of playing I wanted to play division one college basketball so it was a lot of pressure for a 17 year old but um I'm a big believer in most things happen for a reason I won't Mm -hmm. say all things but most things and luckily it worked out and I ended up at Wofford and I think it was so much for the better because I met some of my best friends and had a great experience so it all worked out but awesome yeah
0: so yeah, so like I told, I was telling you before the show, I have like three big questions I like to ask, so I'll get into one of them right now. So since we kind of just talked about you know, middle school, AAU, high school basketball, uh, my first question for you, one of the big three is, what do you know now that you wish you knew then, like when you were in high school? Whether it comes to being a student, um, an athlete, a person, like is there something you know now that you wish you could go back and tell yourself when you were that age?
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say the biggest thing, and I'm still working on this, the biggest thing is, as I mentioned earlier, I'm very much a perfectionist and I, I stress over little things. Like I am struggle with anxiety every day. Um, I can just remember when I was younger, you know, not doing well on like a test or missing a free throw or something and just thinking about it for like days, the whole week, and it got to a point in college where I was like, okay, like this is literally like debilitating me, <laughs> debilitating me, and pushing me back. So it's just like just those little things. Um, obviously, I'm not gonna say everything because some some of those big things can affect your, oh, yeah. li- your life. Yep. But little things like that, like you know, it's not gonna matter. Two weeks from now, two months, like a year from now, I don't even remember those you know tests in high school or college that I did poorly on. Um. So, I think just little things like that and just speaking to yourself in a positive way. Because I think it's very easy to recognize only our mistakes Mm -hmm. and the negatives rather Mm -hmm. than recognizing the positives and stuff. And that's just, you know, a way of thinking that's easy to have Mm -hmm. just as human beings. Um, So, as I said, that's still stuff I'm working on. So, just, you know, if I do catch myself talking to myself in a negative way just picking out those those positives and focusing on those rather
0: well and we we are our own worst critic for sure I mean and I like that you shared that because I think it's something a lot of high school athletes struggle with and so I'm gonna go back to I was watching sectional baseball Tuesday Mm -hmm. and I'm sure if my brother listens to this he will like be like well you're just uh you're just meat riding that player (laughs) but um St. Croix Falls had a pitcher, third baseman, that's going to play at Purdue, okay. Division One baseball. And between every pitch, so this is like talking about it from an athletic mm-hmm. perspective, between every pitch, he would like step out of the box and I could see him like talking to himself. Yeah. And I don't know what he was saying, but it happened every pitch. And he was always doing it with a smile. Mm-hmm. And like I talked to some of the kids after the game and they said he's like a pretty goofy kid. Yeah. But like stud athlete, but like what you were talking about, like talking to yourself in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, if you're like on a test or like in a game, like if you go to the free throw line and say, I can't miss these, I can't miss mm-hmm. these, you're probably gonna miss. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so like why not go to the line and just be like, Hey, you know what, I'm gonna get this first one, I'm gonna get the second one and whatever happens, happens. Right. But like that positive self talk is very important. And then the other thing too, like so you mentioned like um anxiety or mm-hmm. like um worrying about stuff so i actually heard this on a podcast today or yesterday um but the dude said he's like anxiety is just the uh thought or fear of something going wrong in the future yeah when it hasn't even happened yet
1: 100 (laughs) percent.
0: and so like that's like very tough especially i can't imagine like being a 14 year old 15 16 17 18 year old kid and trying to handle that but like if you can figure out how to cope with that now or like have ways to handle that when you're an adult you're gonna be mm-hmm. like so much farther along than oh, other gosh. people especially yeah. like as an athlete so like imagine if you're a freshman athlete and you want to be on varsity and like you know how to handle yourself when it comes to that mm-hmm. think of like how much farther you along how much farther you're gonna be than maybe some other kids two three years down the road like yeah. by the time you're a junior or a senior you're gonna be like a freaking fortress a mental fortress
1: absolutely
0: that's what i kind of talk about so yeah that's awesome because one of the other questions we'll get into something like that but i'll probably hit on that after that so okay how does how did senior year go
1: senior year was good um
0: then we're gonna get into college yeah
1: after that. okay um senior year was good we one conference that we were kind of feeling like that was our year to make mm-hmm. it to state and early on I kind of knew that we were probably going to be playing Fall Creek in the sectional final. Um they were kind of the other team that was really doing well. I don't even remember the other teams we played in to get there, but um Play Lady Smith? I don't know if that was senior year. <laughs> I think it was junior year <laughs> where we beat them, but Shout was, out Carly Cody. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great game. <laughs> Um, yeah, they were always a great, great non-conference because we were, we weren't in the heart of the North yet, so we mm-hmm. were Lakeland Conference, so that was always a great non-conference game that I think we, both teams looked forward to yeah. always. But but yeah, senior year, played Fall Creek in the sectional final, tough game, um, ended up losing that by, I don't even know, maybe 10. Um, then we get to have to go watch Fall Creek win that first game at state, and they ended up losing in the championship, but it was just kind of heartbreaking to see that and that was also a big dream of mine I mean that year volleyball we had made it to state um so we were kind of hoping we're gonna get to do it in basketball as well but you know it doesn't always work out but I was kind of looking at it as a win-win you know if we make it to state awesome if we don't hey next I get to go focus on playing college basketball so
0: yeah so I wanted to touch on that. So you guys never, you guys never made it to state, right? You've made no. it to sectional finals. Correct. Um, first off, how does it, how does it feel to like make it that far first of all? Cause I know there's a lot of kids, a lot of high school kids that are no, that will never experience even like winning a regional. Yeah. So like, how does it like feel like as an athlete to make it to like a
1: sectional final? Ooh. There's nothing like it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Especially I mean, as a competitor. Just it's just great i mean honestly when i think back to some of those high school games i played in i think i loved that atmosphere sometimes more than some of those college games um just i mean cameron's a smaller community and we had the reputation of being a good basketball team so a lot of people were coming to our games like a lot of times those gyms were packed And it was just a great atmosphere. I mean, you know, the student section's always (laughs) cheering, coming up with their cheers. So that's always a good time. Crazy costumes. Yeah. So that's always fun. Pet band. You know, I love the pet band listening to that. Um, So yeah, just a great atmosphere. Awesome opportunity to play in.
0: Yeah. So then going off of that, do you think there's any reasons why your team didn't make it to State? any of those years is there like looking back now do you think there's something that you know I mean in hindsight it's always easier to look back and say well we could have done this could have done that you know in yeah. your opinion what do you think it takes for a team to like make it to like state what gives them the best shot
1: okay um
0: and we're talking like so I'm talking from like a team general, perspective now. yeah yeah
1: you definitely have to be together like just everyone on the same page everyone you know attitude is such a big thing. And it can't just be, you know, everyone is involved, even if, even if you're not stepping on the court, like if you're just chilling on the bench with bad body language, like it's affecting <laughs> the team. Like, honestly, it really is like, everyone needs to be cheering, like high fiving, like holding your teammates accountable. I think that's a big thing. And I think sometimes, as we mentioned earlier, like I think sometimes girls struggle with that, like just, you know, taking it like, hey, my team expects me to be getting these rebounds. And like, Mm-hmm. Holding me accountable and like being honest with yourself and accepting those challenges. Um, but yeah, just being together, holding each other accountable, putting the work in, going to practice every day. You know, you can't just be practicing hard the two mm-hmm. weeks before tournament time. I know it can get redundant at times, but just going in every day with however you got, however much you got to give. Like, I know you can't give 100% every day, sometimes you're having a rough day, but. If you can give 60%, then you should be given all 60%. So.
0: Well, yeah, and we talk about it, especially as like a coach. It's like, if your best is 60% today, like, just give your best. Right. It's like everyone's best might look a little different uh, day in and day out. There's one other thing I want to add into there too. and Maybe it's just because me because I never made a state. I, well, you didn't for basketball. I'm sorry. But um, I think we have to throw luck in there a little bit. Oh, too. yeah. Because... How many times have we seen like undefeated teams not make it or like lose mm-hmm. the first game? So I think it's, you know, like all those things you said make up like maybe 90% of it. Right. And then the other 10% is you just have to yeah. hope it's your day, hope you gotta it's your you got to bet game. on yourself. Yeah. You can't,
1: you can't go into a game thinking, hey, they're the number one team where there's mm-hmm. no way we can beat them.
0: Well, that's high school sports. Like yeah. That's literally, high school sports are an example of why you play the game. Mm-hmm. Like why you play the sixty minutes, um, but yeah, no, that's that's cool to hear. It sounds like your teams like had all that, most yeah. most of that yeah. for the most part. Like, and I wasn't trying to like rip on you <laughs> no, or anything, but I was just curious, like what separates it's so like your team, which is really really good, from maybe mm-hmm. a team that doesn't make it there. And yeah, like I think it's the things that you talked about, but and I know the big thing, especially today, is like that to get say togetherness Mm -hmm. uh, just because especially in this day and age makes me sound old now (laughs) like this 10 years ago but like it's just like so many people are focused on what can what can I get like out of it instead of what can we get yeah and it's it's, I don't know it's just sad to me as a coach too yeah because like I get that like the individual part of sports is very important because you have to be confident in yourself too but at the end of the day like if you're not doing what's best for the team, mm-hmm. then I don't, like, it's really hard for me because I don't like to listen to people complain, like, yeah. about not winning. Yeah. Just, like, well, look in the mirror. Like, what did, what did you do to help us win? Mm-hmm. Like, even you said, like, I hate bad body language yeah. with a passion. Like, and I can tell, like, one of my favorite examples is, like, if you turn on, like, a college basketball game. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, like, if you muted it and, like, hit the score, you could tell who's winning just by the bench's body language. Yeah. So, like, that's a big thing for me is, like, it takes, like, zero energy and zero effort to have, like, good body language, to be positive, right. to be a good teammate. So, like, have a good attitude. Yes. So, yeah, no, I think that's very refreshing to hear. So, anyways, after basketball, you know you're going to Wofford at this point. Yep. Okay. What did your last six months of school, or not even six months, so February March, what's your last like few months of school look like for you?
1: Um, yeah, so I wasn't doing track that year, so it was really just I think I was getting a workout in, um, every day after school during our study hall. Our last period was a study hall hour, and if so, I just used that as an hour to get get in the weight room, get some shots up. Um, usually going to the, back home, probably getting more shots up with my dad. Um yeah just shooting all the time trying to think about okay um because i was looking at wofford was a program that was struggling Mm -hmm. um i knew it was something that i mean i had the goal of i want to play right away like i don't want to same same kind of mentality that i had as a freshman going into high school i wanted to have that same mentality as a freshman going into college i wanted to make an impact and i wanted to make sure i went in with confidence and Mm -hmm. not went in you know timid or hesitant um, so just really focusing on that jump shot because, I mean, that was going to be even more, um, crucial, I think at the collegiate level, um,
0: especially cause they're a lot taller maybe than yeah, a Cameron, bit, Wisconsin,
1: a little bit working on a quicker release with my mm-hmm. threes. Just, yeah, when there
0: was something else you mentioned there. You said you were, so were you like, a, did you lift weights in high school? Yes. Okay. So this is something I hear a lot from younger female athletes you know it's just like well they don't want to get big you're not gonna get big i I know right (laughs) i promise you if anything it'll lean like it leans you out you'd have like yeah and that's one thing i know from like a science perspective is Mm -hmm. women put on muscle differently than men do for sure and and especially like i don't care If you're a female athlete and you want to be successful, I mean any athlete, but I Mm -hmm. feel like especially females, because there is that separation where I feel like a lot fewer female athletes work out than male athletes. Yeah. If you can like become a beast in the weight room and not like throwing around 300 pounds and stuff, like being strong and like building your body, I think you're going to dominate a lot more on the court than maybe a boy would just because a lot more boys work out. Yeah. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, for sure um yeah i heard that same thing from a few of my teammates and i'm like you guys it's not you'd have to eat like a so many (laughs) calories to be like a lot of protein shakes yeah putting on um just bulking up no that's not gonna happen i promise you good
0: hey guys you heard it here i mean chloe said you're not gonna get as big and strong like a bodybuilder so i think you'll be okay but yeah no like this one that's what we're starting to find out at our school now at Flam was like the weight room is such a crucial thing to yeah. athletic programs because we're starting to tell like the teams that do work, mm-hmm. out, at least on the male side, yeah. the teams that do work out consistently are the teams that are, I want to say kicking our butt that are, they're beating us. Right. And like we have yeah. all the talent in the world, but yeah, if you're not working out, getting stronger and faster, like right. cool.
1: And it's just going to help you with lowering that risk for injury especially females I mean as someone who's torn both ACLs once I was gonna say
0: I see your scar (laughs)
1: yeah I've torn each knee in college once so that was not not a fun experience and I was someone who worked out and you know focused on that stuff so I think if you start focusing on that earlier that's just gonna help you prevent injuries I mean sometimes they still happen but
0: yeah well I mean it'll be nice too when you're like 50 years old and you don't need your knee replaced I'm in the same boat don't worry Mm -hmm. I didn't have surgery though so I was lucky yeah that's Um, good but anyways, okay, so now so we're done with high school now. That was a good yeah. conversation. But now we're on the this is the part I was curious about is college. Okay. Okay, so let's take you. So okay. Division One college athlete. Then there was me who just kinda went on a little Stevens point, which still it's it was cool to be an a college athlete, but like what so uh, how do I wanna I don't know where I wanna go with the next one. Well I do, but there's multiple ways I could go. So okay, first like just talk about your first year's like as a freshman so like yeah. what did you go in expecting and then what ac- like actually happened per se um like what was the biggest difference between your freshman year of college and high school like high school athletics i'd
1: say the speed the pa- yeah. the pace of the game and you know just the physicality um i wouldn't say high school games were super physical no i remember one of the first practices another a senior guard um, like knocked me right on my butt, and I was like, okay, that's never <laughs> happening again. Um, so yeah, definitely the pace of the game, just making quicker decisions. You know, I gotta quicken up the yeah, quicken up the decisions, the choices, um, that basketball IQ stuff like that. Um, I don't know what expectations I had. I just had my goals of mm-hmm. you know I wanna, I wanna, I wanted to start. Um, our first game that freshman year was actually against Minnesota at the Gopher play, the barn, mm-hmm. whatever they call it. And I had earned that starting position, so that was great. Um,
0: so you started as a freshman?
1: I'll get there. Oh. I started first few games. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, family was there, community was there, so that was great to get to play in, um, in front of them. So yeah, I started for a few games. I actually, that senior who knocked me on my butt, <laughs> it was her spot that I had kind of took. Um it was a little frustrating. A few games into the year, we heard that her mom went into the coach and kind of had some words of wisdom for him.
0: <laughs> so you're in Division One college basketball, and that still happens. Still happens. Wow. Very
1: political still, which okay. is frustrating. Um, so she got back to starting, which, you know, hey, whatever. I would just – honestly, I just wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of that sixth man off the bench, maybe seventh man. But, um, yeah, still got to play a ton of minutes, but it was – It was tough because, I mean, you guys know once you get to that college level, you're probably playing with someone who was the best at their school too. Mm -hmm. So now it's a team of, you know, 12 to 15 girls who were all the um, best player at their high school. So it makes the competition even harder, uh, more competitive, and it's very easy to let self-doubt creep in and that kind of imposter syndrome being like, why am I here? How did I even get here but you know just trusting that you know the coach recruited you for a reason um, you're here for a reason and just like again focusing on those positives rather than just those negatives Um, yeah I mean I think freshman year is tough for a lot of people just you're transitioning to maybe being away from home yeah I mean I was 18 hours away from home so it's not like I could just go home (laughs) on the weekends yeah I mean I got three to five days over Christmas break and that was it um, academics are usually harder. At least they were for me. I actually had to like put in a lot of studying. I mean, high school I could get away with
0: minimal doing, effort. doing
1: well, yeah, and still yeah. did well. But Wofford, I mean, with the amount of time you're putting in with your athletics, I mean, it's a job. Like the the program owns you. I would pretty much say it's oh, yeah. a job, and you gotta you know put the work into just like you would any other job that you get someday, you got to put the effort in to succeed. And um, yeah, freshman year was tough in its own ways. Um, But you know, a lot of those struggles you're going through, you're going through with everyone on the team, which makes that camaraderie even better um, in developing those friendships and relationships. So, but yeah, end of freshman year, unfortunately, we lost our coach. He was kind of coaching change. So the coach that got hired I had him then for the remainder of my college career.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. And like you made all freshman team?
1: Yeah, right? I did. All freshman team. So.
0: Well, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, I mean that was, nice that to was see good. your hard work pay off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so going back to that, like, it's basically a job. Like I wholeheartedly <laughs> I wholeheartedly it agree is. with that. So like even being like I don't know, like I think I was like fourth on the depth chart for my position. I mean it was still like, you know, five days a week was, you know, three hour practices. Yeah. Lifts in the morning, we had film before. So like even like being like the lowest on the depth chart, it was mm-hmm. still like a job. So I can't even imagine being oh, yeah. a starter at a division one program. That's probably like twice the amount of work <sighs> and you still have to go do all your stuff for school, like Yeah. It was yeah.
1: it was tough. I mean, any level you're playing a college sport, like I don't think until you experience it, um, you realize, you don't realize how, how hard challenging it is. It is. Yeah. It's no longer. You can't decide when you work out. I mean, preseason was always the month of September for us. Um, and I think we were waking up 5 a.m. Five Love days it. a week. So we would be having... We'd have conditioning three days a week, lifting four days a week. We'd have to play pickup as a team three nights a week. And then we'd also have like individual group workouts usually three days a week so a lot of times you're waking up going to conditioning for an hour then lifting for an hour a lot of times you probably don't get to shower honestly you got to drink the shake protein shake (laughs) hit breakfast hit your 8 a.m class you go to class all afternoon hit lunch go do that group workout
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um then you're probably heading back to class or lab depending on what you're majoring in um then you're probably getting dinner, playing pickup that night, shower, and then maybe you're finally doing homework at yeah. like. Eight I had a, I had at a night. sink shower so. a few times. Yeah, yeah. that's understandable.
0: But, so okay, so here's what I want to go back to. So would you say I don't want to say? Okay, so I don't like using the word like sacrifice. Like mm-hmm. I had to sacrifice this for this. Um, I like to think of it as I chose to do this because it's like what I want to do. Yeah. Like when you say sacrifice, it, me- it makes it sound like you had to give something up. Right. Like I chose to do this because it's what I wanted to do. So like maybe even going back. So between like high school and college, would you say there was a little bit of... What it, to, to reach the level you wanted to reach or to be successful as you wanted to be, you had to choose to do some things that maybe you didn't want to do but oh, yeah. you knew you had to do. Like you didn't you didn't get to be the normal college student. No. We You didn't get to be the normal high school student. Yeah. But like so I guess talk about that a little bit and then Okay. Like are you happy with the mm-hmm. choices you made?
1: Okay. Yeah. So we always joked, I mean, it wasn't really a joke, it was serious, that we had to choose two out of the three to have. So basketball, academics, or social life. Obviously, you're there to play basketball. And obviously, oh. you're going to focus on your academics. So social life wasn't really there. But, I mean, you had your teammates that you were road tripping with, workouts with. Mm-hmm. So they were there, which I was fine with. I'm very much of an introvert anyways. <laughs> and freshman year on at college, I was kind of exposed to the world of drinking that never like came up in high school I was really for me at least I mean my dad was a cop so it was like (laughs) drilled into my sister and I like and I didn't want to risk losing my scholarship you know Mm -hmm. paranoid all that stuff and you know I had this mentality going in freshman year like I'm all about basketball. I love basketball. And I thought I'd be joining a team where that was the case with, mm-hmm. cause we're at the college level. Like everyone loves basketball. And that was not the case for those seniors. I love those seniors, but they were so like, you know, they had been struggling as a program. They just looked forward to going out and partying every weekend. And I saw how they performed on the court and I kind of put those two and two together. And I was like, you know what? It's not for me. I'm going to wait to drink. Even when I'm able to, never during the season, because um, basketball was kind of my number one priority with school, of course. Um, sorry, what was the question again? What are we? Am I talking about it? No, you are. Okay. Yeah, and it was. Just, <laughs> oh, so it's okay, kind of thought.
0: like those like decisions you made. So like, yes. If we look at maybe even going back to high school, mm-hmm. like so one of the things I like to look at, and like this is an extreme example because he plays in the NBA. Um, it's Devin Booker. You mm-hmm. know what Devin Booker. Yeah. Um, he talked about how in high school his weekends, instead of hanging out with friends, he was driving all over. I don't even know where he lived. with I think it was Kentucky or Indiana, something. He was driving all over yeah. the state playing basketball because he knew that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. And I feel like, and so this is sometimes the thing I struggle with, like because when I was in high school, I knew I wanted to do something, but I didn't make those choices. Mm-hmm. So like looking back now, it's easy for me to say like. Yeah, I probably should have done this or that. I'm like, I didn't do anything stupid in high school, but right. I wasn't as nearly near the level of commitment that like you had mm-hmm. or like other athletes had. But it's just like a lot of kids like say they want, like a lot of people. You even say people, not even kids. People in mm-hmm. life say they want to do things, but like their actions don't match it. So like right. you have to like choose. Yeah. So like, oh, I. I like to say, like, you get to choose, like, what your heart is. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll use working out, for example. Okay, it's hard to work out, but it's also hard to be overweight. Yeah. Right? You know, it's hard to be broke, but it's also hard to be rich. Yeah. Right? You work hard to be rich. So, like, maybe, like, as a high school athlete, you know, it's, it's really hard to win, but it's mm-hmm. also hard to lose because no one likes losing. Yeah. So, like... Just go back to like high school a little bit. Like was there sacrifices, not even sacrifices, like choices you had to make to, to get you to where you wanted to go in college.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I'm a, I think playing AAU is like, you got to play AAU if you want to Specifically play for basketball? College. I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not sure how the other sports work and stuff, but uh, I mean, I'm, you're just playing more games, getting more opportunities to work on the stuff you're practicing. I mean, I think it's very easy to just go in a gym and, Get up so many shots, but until mm-hmm. you're actually, like, playing in how many yeah. minutes against competition.
0: Well, that's something. So, like, I'm not, like, some basketball genius or anything, but that's something I struggle with is when I see kids saying they went to the gym and got shots up. Right. Cool. Yeah. So, maybe this is, like, this comes down, like, the practice part. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say you can't play AU summer or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Or let's just go to basketball, for example. You don't want to play college, but you want to be good in high school. hmm one of my biggest pet peeves is when kids go and, you can pick any sport, go and do the work, but their work isn't, like, focused. Yeah. Like, they're just in there to shoot to don't shoot. Don't
1: even be in there then.
0: Right? It's yeah. so, like, if you don't go in there with a plan, it's like, what did you actually get better at yeah. today? So, like, showing up's half the battle. You still have to put in actual work. Or, like, maybe for basketball, I'm sure you can agree. Yeah. I hate when kids go in and just do, like, um half-assed layups or half-assed shots yeah like no is that like you're not gonna shoot like that like that's not game speed no So like if you're not practicing at game speed this is my opinion yeah no. i don't think you should be practicing at all
1: no i'm 100 percent. would I you mean, agree with that yeah growing up my dad was very much um giving 110 percent in everything it was always 110 percent. don't half-ass anything he's like even just brushing your teeth in the morning he's like you better be doing a good job
0: how you do one things how you do everything yes
1: exactly and so to me like if you're not getting a good sweat and going in the gym and working game speed like you said um nothing is going to translate because especially like when i got to the college level rarely was i ever getting just you know kick out threes you know that's we're not getting (laughs) standing threes yeah Yeah, we're not getting those we're coming off screens coming off flares stagger screens all that so Hmm.
0: yeah yeah so i mean like i think that's one thing like if you're listening and you're a high school athlete or meaning even if you're a coach and listening like stressing to your players like how important it is to practice at game speed because it has to translate to a game right Mm -hmm. like like we it's like it's like going in the weight room and like lifting half ass don't worry, I'm looking at the I'm looking no, at the No, you're clock. good, you're good. We're gonna we'll get moving a little bit no here. No worries. But um yeah, so I think that's really important because I think a lot of kids will just say, Well, I showed up and I put the work in, but like mm-hmm. did you actually Right. Like you showed up, like, good for you, you showed up at six AM. Yeah. But was there a purpose and intent behind your practice, not yeah. just you know, practicing the practice, right. I guess. So no no, no. That's that's very refreshing to hear, especially as a coach. And I'm sure you'll um <laughs> in your coaching future. If you guys don't know, Chloe's gonna be coaching the Cameron Comets yes. this winter. Ooh. So that'll be exciting. I'm excited to follow it, see yes. how your journey goes this year. Um but yeah, so like let's wrap up college a little bit because I wanna get on to the next thing. But okay. um so if you could sum up your four years of college, um very successful in college by the way guys, is freshman. Um, freshman first team right or all team all freshmen Yep. you had a second team and then two first teams yes which it's impressive to do in any college sport but division one like super impressive um if you had to sum up your four years of college like how would how would you sum it up
1: it was a great experience like i said earlier i met some of my best friends i did have Quite a bit of adversity. I mean, I was actually at Wofford for five years because I got a medical year because I tore my left ACL oh, at the beginning. Medical
0: redshirt or yep. something like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I got tore my AC my left ACL seventh game of my junior year, which granted me a fifth year if I chose to take it, which I did. Um, rehabbed hard, came back. Junior year was fine. Fifth year, senior year, twenty fifth game, right before the conference tournament, tore my other ACL so kind of unfortunate so faced adversity that way with injuries um that year back after my first injury because I was so obsessed with training and eating right and just wanting to make sure I was cleared for that following year I was mentally just so just anxious and depressed it was I almost decided not to go back for my fifth year because mm-hmm. I was just so... I had to um, seek out the campus counselor and she helped me a lot. And I actually had to, you know, talk to my coach because I was like minutes away from going to him and just being like, hey, I can't I can't come back next year. I want to graduate this year, which was tough because like I was playing well. Our team was doing great. Um, but yeah, that experience kind of led me to where I am today, just mm-hmm. how much she helped me. And um, I just want to offer that to others as the counselor at Cameron and yeah. whatever in life. But yeah, so adversity, but overall, great experience. I loved it. Had a successful career. Great friends. I was just down in South Carolina, reconnected with my coaches, so very good. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's something something really important I think you just mentioned is like, especially so like college athletes and then high school athletes too, like the mental health side of things. Yeah. Because like, and this is something I'm working as a on as a coach too, is like recognizing that you know, players like... <laughs> these are 14 15 16 year old kids too like do you have any advice for like athletes when it comes to the mental side of things because i think you know like you talked about like Mm -hmm. positive self-talk is huge yeah like knowing when to take a break like Mm -hmm. there's working hard and then there's being obsessed and then there's like over obsession i think if you reach over obsession like Yes. That's not healthy. So, like, is there anything you'd like to speak about, like, when it comes to, yeah. like the mental health of being an athlete?
1: Yes. So, to me, it's just as important as the physical health. I right now these past couple of months, I feel like I'm the best I've ever been mentally. Um, cool. The in high school, I wish I would have learned more or had the opportunity to learn more about anxiety and depression, just like those coping skills, because I think it's very easy when you're young. Um, to just bottle stuff up, let it fester, not talk to anyone, you know, because you don't want to be perceived as weak or, mm. you know, being sick yep. or, you know, especially entering that college world. It's like, oh, if I tell someone, you know, maybe I'm not going to play or they're going to look at me differently. Like I would just throw that away. Just, you know, you've got to have a good support system, mm-hmm. friends, you know, family, whoever that might be, coaches, whoever that you can go talk to and then just defe- developing those healthy coping skills, um, you know, maybe doing some research. I do a lot of, um, let's see, there's mindfulness, grounding techniques, all that jazz, yes. just finding something that works for you. Cause it's not always going to work for everyone. Um, and then just practicing incorporating that, um, and just figuring out, you know, what triggers you, what, you know, how your body reacts and stuff like that. So,
0: well, I love that too, because like It's very stressful to be an athlete. Like, I'm sure you had very, or a lot of, like, pressure situations Mm -hmm. or, like, stuff like that. So I think it's also important, like, as coaches, too, that we need to teach kids. It's not about, it's not about the score. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, it's very, like, it's fun to win. Yeah. But, like, the scoreboard, and, like, this is at least for me, like, when I was an athlete, like, the scoreboard doesn't determine, like, your worth as a person. Right. It's like, you could go out and shoot. Oh for 10 um, Mm -hmm. instead of 10 for 10 and I'm still gonna love you the same as a coach like yeah like yes I just think it's being able to discern or like disconnect from that part of it Mm -hmm. because like I mean you can play your best game and still lose like that doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you a bad player and I think it's very uh freeing and Mm -hmm. very um what's the word I'm looking for I'll say freeing it's very like freeing and makes you feel good when you know that you can step off the court and well i played hard but just today wasn't like our day right i think that's very important because like a lot of i've seen like a lot of young kids get so caught up in the i went 0 for four i suck yeah or like i made two free throws out of ten i suck mm-hmm. like who like who, you say you suck like right. no like so like i think that's very important like being mm-hmm. able to separate your self-worth from the scoreboard For sure. So and I think that's something that a lot of young kids struggle with more nowadays because a lot of people push the result as importance instead Mm of you know, like working hard or like being a great teammate and all that stuff. Like and I'm a firm believer in if you do that Mm -hmm. the results are gonna come. If that makes sense. Like you don't get you don't get your dessert before you eat your vegetables. (laughs) Like you can't very rarely can you be a shitty teammate have a bad attitude and be very negative and win games. Mm-hmm. So, like, personally, I think a lot of programs start with that. They might not see the results right away, but if they continue to build on it, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, I'm sure you guys had it in high school. That's how you build, like, a program, like, build a culture. Like, I know the boys' program over there is like that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. Like, they didn't just start out winning one day. Right. Like, they started out doing the little things right which eventually going to big things. But yes. that's something I could spend 30 <laughs> minutes talking about. Okay. So last thing here, we got about 15, 20 minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, so I got the second question I'm going to ask you. Okay. And I think this is a good one for you because you kind of talked about, uh, your adversity, your anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the second one I like to ask is like, what's your relationship with failure? So as Humans, I think it's important for us to seek out failure mm-hmm. because if you're not failing, you're not growing. Right. Um, it's always like I always say, we didn't like instead of losing, it's learning. You just right. learned how to do better next time. Mm-hmm. So, um, my question for you is like, how do you approach? So there's two things: it's the fear of being judged, and then the fear of failing something. So, if there's two things that I see that hold kids back or people back from doing things they want to do in life. Today it's they're either afraid to be judged by someone, mm-hmm. or they're afraid that they're gonna fail. Yeah. So, what does your relationship with basically failing like look like? If you yes. could speak about that a little bit, because I'm sure you failed a lot in life.
1: Yeah, I would say I definitely feel like those two things you just said, 100% grew up feeling that way. Yeah. Um. Even now, I think it's so easy as humans we worry about what people think of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always concerned um even to this day i struggle you know you don't want to fail you don't want to be perceived as a failure um i know it's easier said than done but with whatever goals that you have you just can't let those people get in the way like you just can't like if they do a lot of times if they are judging you in a negative way honestly maybe it's coming out of jealousy spite you know their own insecurities their own insecurities um and you just can't take it personally and i know like i said that's easier said than done um but i think as you get older you realize that more cuz i mean when i was younger it was always oh i don't want to you know i want to be friends with her or mm-hmm. him or like i don't want to do this it's going to make them upset but if it's going to get in the way of your goals um it's just not worth it so mm-hmm. but yeah failure that's that's a hard one but like you said it's always a learning opportunity um you wouldn't be human if you weren't failing like you're nobody is perfect
0: well that's where growth comes yeah. from yeah like you grow through failure right like if you're not so and I like to talk about like so like you have like your comfort zone mm-hmm. I always say your comfort zones where your dreams go to die mm. because where you're comfortable you're not willing to push yourself you're kind of just existing yeah and I don't know but I, I'm sure I can speak for people like you and me like existing is not enough (laughs) like that's something i've learned the last few years is i just don't like being average i -hmm. guess but be able to grow and get out of your comfort zone you have to be able to handle failure yeah So i mean like you could look at anyone successful they've probably failed more times than they succeeded right but everyone remembers the successes and not the failures exactly so but like it's like you said it's very very opening to be Mm -hmm. like okay with failing yeah and I I think there's different kinds of failing so like let's say you fail a test Mm -hmm. it's like if you fail a test because you didn't study well then yeah like that like that is on you yeah like if you fail a test like you tried your best like you studied as hard as you could and you still failed Mm -hmm. well then I think you can like learn from that but like failing just because you were lazy I don't I don't count that that's
1: a great point because that's kind of the point that I got to because mm-hmm. it was like with all that stress, stressing over an exam, stressing over a game. It's like, okay, can I honestly ask myself if I've put in the amount of work that needed to be done? And if I have, then, you, then it's out of the, your control. Yeah. Whatever happens, oh. happens. If
0: you said one of my favorite words, yeah, control control, control. yes, control that's the a controllables, big thing. control you can control.
1: I used to try to control the things that were out of my control, yeah. that took a lot to learn. So, um, but yeah, but like you said, you know, if I have to be honest with myself, hey, I didn't study as much as I should have, so I can't really be upset with the outcome. So.
0: And that's one of the things like that just fires me up as a coach, is when we like lose a game or mm. like we don't win, and guys like complain about losing or complain about not winning. Yeah. I just want to look at him and be like go home, look in the yeah, mirror and right. say, did I do everything in my power to help us win? Yes. Like, I'm so sick of like me. I'll get a little rant, but <laughs> I'm so sick of the people expecting results they didn't work for. Yeah. Like, you know what? <clears throat> so like, if could take me for example, um, so I teach, I make about like $40,000 a year. Like I don't do it for the money, obviously, but like if I were sitting here and complaining, like, well, I should make $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. No, you shouldn't because you don't, like, do the work to do it. I mean, yeah. show me a teacher that gets paid 100000 But, you know, like, if I wanted $100,000 a year, then I have to do the amount of work mm-hmm. expected for $100,000. It's just like winning. Right. Like, and we talked about the purpose of practice. Mm-hmm. Like, do you show up every day and just go through the motions or is there purpose behind your practice? Yes. It's like... That's one thing, at least I know I've been dealing with, is like people expecting results they didn't work for. Yeah. And it's like, then at the end of the day, like, who do you have to be mad at? Right. Yourself. Exactly. So, but yeah. So, okay. Last thing here before I let you go, we got about 10 minutes left.
1: Yeah, you're good.
0: I want to talk about overseas. Okay. So you went and played overseas in Iceland for a year. Yeah. Tore it up. 29 points a game.
1: Did do well. I did do well.
0: So... I'm going to call you a sniper. Okay. So, Chloe's a sniper. And I saw that you shot like 47% one year in college. Yeah, I did. That's crazy. Yeah. So, but how did that go? So, you graduate from Wofford. Did you know you wanted to go overseas? Or how so, did that work?
1: Yeah. So, it was always my dream to play overseas. Um. But as I mentioned earlier, I tore that ACL um, the end of my senior year. And then that was also kind of when COVID hit. Mm. So... I was kind of stuck in a cross. Did you graduate? Twenty twenty, since I took that okay. fifth year. Okay. Yep. So, um, I mean, I was sent home, had to finish my se- finish my senior year online. I was planning on, you know, rehabbing. I had been talking to an agent, and he was like, "Hey, I think you know you could probably hit the second half of the season overseas," and but then I got a call from a coach out in bismarck north dakota offering me a graduate assistant position to get my master's paid for um so that was kind of hard to turn down especially when i didn't know if i'd even be able to travel Mm -hmm. internationally and i knew i always wanted to get my master's so i actually decided to go to that so that was the university of mary where i got my master's in mental health counseling Um, so that was two years but it was it was hard being around the basketball team because i felt like i never got to Finish on my own terms mm-hmm. because of that injury. So when I graduated with that degree in 2022, I decided to pursue playing overseas, and I knew it was going to be tough, given I hadn't played in two years mm-hmm. and I have two torn ACLs, or you know, torn both twice. So I know, like, obviously, like I was like, I knew it was a long shot. Like that's not appealing to coaches overseas. Um, so I was just hoping someone would take a chance, and luckily. This team in Iceland did. It was a small town called Sodor <laughs> out on the northern coast of Iceland, little fishing town, and it was great. Met a lot of great people. Yeah, it was a good experience.
0: So. Well, I can only imagine, like, cause like, I mean, how many people get to experience something like that? Like mm-hmm. athletes too, or you get to go live somewhere else for a year. Yeah. Get paid. I mean, sure, it wasn't much, but
1: no, it was. We weren't know? doing it really for the miles. Well, oh, obviously,
0: the yeah. So. But, like, how cool is it to, like, be like, yeah, I got paid to play a sport. Yeah. I mean, whether it's $5 or a million dollars, like, that'd be yeah. cool regardless. But, so, yeah, like, what's, what's something you, like, you took away from being, were you overseas for, like, a year? Or, like, how oh, long gosh, were you over there? It wasn't even
1: that long. It ended It ended early because they, um. so we, we struggled as a team. It was, I didn't know what to expect with the other players, so... Mm-hmm. Because we were a smaller team, we had, it was me as the American, Iceland, sometimes with different countries, you have different regulations Mm -hmm. with foreign players. So they were allowed one American and, um, then we had another foreign player. She was my roommate from Serbia. And then all of the other girls on the team were from the town of Tindostol, local Iceland. Um but we had girls on our team from ages 14 to 31. Oh wow. So it's kind of different than here in the U S where, you know, you pursue maybe playing a college sport for them. It's once you hit that age 14, you can be on the professional women's team. Um, so the ages were very young, a lot of 17, 18, 20, 21 year olds, um, a couple older girls. So that was That was difficult just because I had to kind of understand for some of them it was a learning opportunity. And Mm -hmm. we were not the best team by far. Um, And unfortunately, the president of the club decided like halfway through the season that they wanted to try a different American (laughs) to see if that would (laughs) help them win more games, even though I was doing well leading the whole country in scoring, but, you know, it's another story. But It happens. It was tough. It was tough because, as I said, it was a small town, so I don't think they received as much money where those Reykjavik clubs, you know, we were playing teams that had their one American and three other foreign girls, so their starting five were four foreign girls and one Iceland girl, Mm -hmm. where ours were my roommate and I and three other Iceland Mm -hmm. girls. But, you know, as I said earlier, I think most things happen for a reason. I got to experience playing overseas. I got to kind of feel content with being done and reaching that goal. And heck, if I was still over there, I maybe never would have gotten to interview for the position at Cameron. Mm -hmm. And I might never have gotten to accept that job and coach the girls next year. So I think it all worked out Mm -hmm. how it was supposed to. Well,
0: and there's something like, I don't know, for me personally, there's something like cool and like meaningful about going back to the school that Mm -hmm. you grew up at and like... Maybe this is where we might be a little different. So when I was in high school, we, at least my boys' programs, we didn't win like at all. Like mm-hmm. we were not very good. Um, so like going back and trying to build that those programs up mm-hmm. has been really cool. Whereas maybe like I don't know how your guys' girls' program has been, but like going back and trying to establish what could be or was or whatever, like I feel like that's really cool. Especially going, like I said, going back to where you grew up and where it all started. Yeah. Yeah? Are you excited?
1: Yeah, I am excited. I'm very <laughs> excited. We just had our first contact day on Monday, so.
0: Good. Well, I got two more questions for you before you leave. Okay. The first one I was thinking about was, so I'm like very big on like leadership and stuff. Mm. So if you had like one piece of advice to share with people, so not even like um, high school athletes in general, mm-hmm. but just people in general, like. What's one piece of, like, leadership advice? Mm -hmm. If you could share anything from, like, your experience, either in college or overseas in high school, what's one thing, like, you could share that you feel like would make them a better athlete, a better person, a better friend, whatever?
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing, as I mentioned earlier, I'm an introvert, and talking has never been my biggest thing. It's been something I'm working on. But I always believed that I was just going to lead by my actions. So... You know, that's, if my teammates see me getting up extra shots and, you know, I'm performing well on the court, then, hey, maybe I should be getting in there and getting extra shots up or, you know, how I treat my family, how I treat my friends, other people in my life, always being kind to people, like just leading, leading by example, leading by your actions. That's probably my biggest, yeah, biggest thing. Yeah.
0: Can I like argue that? Go for it. <laughs> you know who Tom Izzo is?
1: Yeah. The Michigan State coach? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... I like Tom Izzo, and like, there's not okay. So there's nothing wrong with leading by example, yeah. guys. Like I think it's good, but he he pointed out, so like in his program, mm, okay. he tells his guys that leading by example isn't enough. Okay. He said because you can show guys how to do stuff, but yeah. at the end of the day, you are counting on them to go and do the same thing. Yeah. he's like he's like, if you're in the gym shooting up shots by yourself, how much better is your team getting? Yeah. He's like drag three of those guys along with you. that is true and like i'm not like so i had that talk with my baseball players this year it was that is a good cool you went and did extra bp yeah you're one out of 20 guys yeah and so like it's just something like because like i thought the same way before i heard this before i heard him talk about i'm like wow like that makes like sense yeah it was always like cool you got an a on your test but Mm -hmm. your teammate failed yeah how is like how's that help us win yeah so, like, just, so, like, oh, shoot, just some food for thought. Yeah, no, I like Like, that. I'm not trying to, like, tear out your point. No, no, not at all. But, like, so, like, yeah, I do think it's important. Because, yeah. like, obviously, though, like, if someone's being lazy and you see that, well, then, yeah, right. it's tough. But, like, I think doing the action is only half the work. Yeah. You have to... You have to drag others along yeah. with you. Like, cause For like, sure. ultimately, like if you want to be a successful team, yeah. I feel like that's what you have to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, that goes back to the accountability. So right, just holding others accountable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so then, awesome. So yeah, I didn't mean to undermine you no, a little bit fine. there, but I was like, oh, this is a good point to sure. bring that up. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe it's something, you know, do a little research into yeah. it. He's got a yeah. video out there about it. But, um, and then the last thing too, and this is probably like the toughest question that guests have. So if you okay. need a second to think on it. Okay. <laughs> So the last question I ask is, so someday down the road when everything's done, left the earth, whatever, sayonara, yeah. how do you know or what would a successful life look like to you? So for me, mm-hmm. I'll, I always share mine to give you a little time to think. So for me, the, the way I'll know I had a successful life is I have, I have a really big funeral. It's like okay. a lot of people show up. Yeah. So that means I for me personally, that means I impacted lives. Like yeah. I wasn't about myself. Like I tried to mm-hmm. help others. I feel like if a lot of people, you know, show up to your funeral, that means you yeah. impacted lives. So like, that's how I define it. Um, mm-hmm. but like, what would like a successful life, like look like to you? Okay. I know it's a tough question. No, that's okay. Put on spot. I'm
1: trying to think of like how to word it. Cause like, I kind of have an idea. Just what let I'm it just say. let it flow. Okay. Whatever well, happens. Well, okay. So always growing up it was my identity. People always just only viewed me as like a basketball you're a good player basketball player. Oh you're Chloe, you're a good basketball player, right? And like Sorry. Well yeah, but no, no, no. <laughs> like no. Um which is great and no, all, but I think as I've gotten older, I'm like, okay, I want people to know me for like other things than just being a good basketball player. Um, so I think my biggest thing is like, I'm really big on the relationships in my life, mm-hmm. like the friendships I have and my family and all of that. Um, so yeah, I guess just if people like, you know, your funeral one was a good one, but just if they are talking about me in a positive way, I guess, when I'm gone, <laughs> that I was a good friend, good sister, good daughter, and, you know, kind of people that I don't know and stuff like that. Just want to be known for more than just basketball.
0: Known for more than just putting a ball in a hoop. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I think I th- yeah I think that's really all people want. I guess like be remembered for like the human you are, not just what you did. Right. Like, cause that's like a like I love sports, but like sports are such like a superficial thing. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't define who you are as a person. Yeah. Because there's a lot of great athletes that are shitty humans. Yeah. But there's that's also true. a lot of bad athletes that are great humans. Right. So like. I get that. Well, awesome. Hey, I appreciate having you on. I'm really excited to go back and listen to this. And I really hope that um, people listen to this because I think it's a good episode. And uh, is there anything else you'd like to leave, leave us with before you leave?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't think so. No, just thanks, no. For, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. If anyone ever wants to reach out and ask you a question, could yeah, they reach we'll out to create... you at anything? Yeah, of course. You got a social
1: yeah, I got Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram all that jazz. Just...
0: I mean, I don't, I don't want to throw it out there if it's not. No, I, I just don't know you. my
1: stuff off the top of my head. That's just, okay. Just search. I my just, name. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I always put it out on at the end of my episodes, like if anyone ever has a question or just wants to ask, like, okay. that's the kind of person like yeah. I am. Like, if you're not, totally fine. yeah, no, fine. go for it. But like, you
1: want help with basketball? Yeah. Hit me up. I'm I doing, feel like tra- I'm doing trainings all yeah. summer. So. so,
0: one of the things I like to say is, and I'll, then I'll end because I know I have to go. Um, like so I would say success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. So you were very successful in being a college athlete playing overseas, you'll probably be very successful in being a counselor and a coach. So like why wouldn't you ask someone like yeah. that that has the clues for mm-hmm. you? And 9 times out of 10 of people are successful like that to that level, they don't mind sharing mm-hmm. because they've done it already and they yeah. like want to see people grow. So that's why I throw it out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, don't hesitate to ask questions.
0: Awesome sauce. Well, hey Thanks for coming on the show. It's great to have you. That's all I got today for Toasty Takes, guys. Go be positive and go do something great. Living life in the fast lane. Lay, 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 lay.